Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. The Daily Dollop podcast is proudly brought to you by The Capital Chemist, Australia's premium community pharmacy where loyalty matters. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, we will chat about vitamin and mineral supplements with pharmacist Karen Campbell from The Capital Chemist. Here's part one. Well, welcome back to The Daily Dollop podcast, everybody. I hope you're having an amazing day. This is going to be a great show today because we are chatting about vitamin and mineral supplements and I have another guest on the show. But fun fact about me is that when I was uh, pregnant with my first child, I tried taking a vitamin B6 supplement, which had that it might help me with my nausea. Um, But frustratingly, I used to just vomit it back up again. I remember taking my supplement and then toddling out to the washing line to hang some washing out in the morning and then vomiting into the garden and then annoyingly seeing my, my pregnancy multivitamin and my B6 supplement in the vomit in the dirt in the garden and and I was so annoyed at my body I'm like keep it in keep it in um (laughs) so it can work but um it also was had this ginger I must had some sort of ginger extract in it which made for very interesting vomit so there you go I'm sorry about that overshare but that's what I always think about when I think about vitamin and mineral supplements but excited to have Karen Campbell back on the show she's a friend of the show now Karen Campbell is a senior pharmacist from Capital Chemist Group down in Canberra at the Southland Shopping Centre. Thanks for chatting with me today, Karen. Welcome back. Hi, great to be back. Thanks for having me. No worries. So thanks for enduring my fun fact in the background there. Yeah, that B6 supplement, just I just couldn't get it to stay down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the hard part, isn't it? Often you need it to stay down for it to work but it yeah. Yeah, isn't down there long enough to soak in so that it can stop the door so definitely uh, yeah. not alone with that one sure. <laughs> I remember <laughs> finding it and thinking reading it that's going to help with morning sickness and I was struggling so bad with my morning sickness and I was just like yes all right this is going to work and then that morning and for days after <laughs> I was just like I'd see it in the toilet yeah. bowl and I'm like damn it <laughs> yeah. yeah if it could stay down yeah, yeah. Working. oh yeah. gosh yeah. very yeah. very funny well we're yeah. chatting vitamin and mineral supplements today but before we get stuck into it I was wondering if you had another fun fact you'd like to share I do have fun fact about me so I'm originally from North Queensland and I live in Canberra now. A lot of people say to me, are you crazy? <laughs> yeah, are you crazy? The beautiful- yeah, well, I, I always say to people, if you've ever been through summers in North Queensland and the humidity mm. and how frizzy your hair goes in the humidity, you would understand why. So I'm down <laughs> here in Canberra, super cold, but my hair is a lot smoother. There you go. And my, my other fun fact relating to coming from North Queensland and seeing as we're talking about vitamins today, is that did you know that nearly a quarter of all Australians have a vitamin D deficiency? So you would think oh, that being in the land of sunshine and the warmth, and mm. you know certainly that's people from up north as well, um, we have vitamin D deficiency, mainly because we're all trying to be um, 
sun cancer aware, now skin cancer aware. So mm. we tend to wear hats and cover up and wear mm. sunscreen. So little did we know, but it's actually having an effect on our on our bones and on our immune system and on our mood and things like that. So that's my fun fact. There you go. I actually, yeah. um, I did um, a podcast. Oh no, was it a podcast? No, I ran a session on emotional eating actually um, last week and yeah, talked about seasonal affective disorder and it's linked to vitamin D yeah. deficiency, which I think it just Absolutely. has the best acronym of SAD. Um, yeah, sad, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And very much in the Northern Hemisphere, isn't it, when there's not a lot of sunshine mm. and things like that, absolutely linked to the vitamin D deficiency. Yeah, very interesting. Well, I'm excited. I've got a heap of questions to ask you about this, but um, right. similar vein to what we sort of chatted last time when we had you on the show to chat probiotics was, um, you know, for us in our practice, we're, I'm a food first nutritionist in that I'm always going to be helping people, you know, improve their dietary intake through, through food and improve their health through food. So, you know, it's often eating more veggies and decreasing their intake of ultra processed foods, but also helping them, you know, find that, find that balance with um, enjoying what they want to enjoy and, you know, maximizing their diet quality. And so we take that food first approach, but of course there are a number of situations where we actually do um, need to recommend a vitamin or mineral supplement. Um, And so there are two in particular that I want to chat with you, which is iron and vitamin D. But before we get into that is, um, you know, is there when someone comes in and is sort of looking for a supplement, is there a sort of like a process you take them through for helping them find the right one for them? Absolutely. Yeah, like you say, you know, we do prefer if you can get your all your nutrients and your minerals and things from your food. That's, you know, the number one thing that we try and look at is what their diet is, how much processed food they're having. Mm. But as you said, there's certainly some other reasons that people will need um, to, to have sort of a little bit of extra um, vitamin or mineral supplement. So we often get people that come in and say, oh, I just would like a multivitamin. And I, so I talk to them about their diet. And, you know, if they seem to be on a fairly good diet, if they say, oh, yeah, we eat plenty of fruits and vegetables and, and things like that, then I talk to them about why they might want something. Mm. And often we find people will say, oh, because I'm, you know, lacking in a bit of energy or I'm feeling a bit or um, you know, I have a bit of inflammation in my knee or something like that. I think sometimes people think the multivitamin um, is a you know the the be all and end all. That's what yes. they want. It's going to fix everything. So yeah. I sort of ask the person why they're looking at something like that, and then try and guide them to to be a bit more specific. And you know, certainly if if um, their diet is inadequate or they're having a lot of processed foods and not having a lot of fresh fruit and vegetables and things like that, then a multivitamin may be, um, you know, certainly helping to go towards, uh, you know, helping them. But, yeah, otherwise we sort of look at, try and be a bit more specific um, as to why they're wanting something. So, Mm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's certainly sort of my perspective is often the multivitamin obviously can't, you know, hurt you obviously if you're not taking them in super high doses and, you know. Yep. But is generally, I'm generally of the thought that I'm like, oh, you probably don't need a multivitamin. But there, you know, in the instances where you say I've had a round of bloods done and it's like, oh, you're iron deficient or your vitamin D is yeah. low or your B12 is low, Absolutely. right? In that instance, we need to be more specific. That's right. Yeah. A supplement can be quite necessary to, to actually treat 
the underlying deficiency. But if the deficiency is not there, then the supplements yeah. not likely to be um, necessary. So I'm curious, like, you know, there's obviously heaps of different brands that sell these supplements. Is it, are they all sure the same compound, you know, or like chemical structure in those brands or is there... I don't know. Yeah. You probably don't want to like point out a brand over another, but is there something that you'd look for? Yeah. Oh, it can be absolutely daunting when people walk into the shop or even into the supermarket or something like that and there's just all of these brightly coloured bottles of magnesium. They are brightly coloured. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But it is really important, obviously, as a pharmacist and a scientist, I do like to look at evidence-based. Mm. So I like to read the studies on it Um and, and have a look at what evidence that there are behind the formulation. We need to look at the, the dosing of it, the strengths of things. Yeah, you know, right. there's some things that might be a 100 micrograms of B12 and really your dosage, you need a 1,000 micrograms of B12. So you need to be looking at what the dosing is that are, is in the, the formulation that you're having a look at. Um, you also need to look at um, how it's formulated. One of my classic examples is magnesium and magnesium is formulated in lots of different ways. So you, you probably notice when you, when you um, if you've ever had prescriptions or when you look at ingredients in things, there's not just one word that's with it, there's two words. So it might be magnesium sulfate or magnesium oxide or something like that. Mm-hmm. And often something is mixed with what we call a salt to help to absorb into the body and, yeah. and help to dissolve and things like that. So it's really important to make sure that the formulation is something that is going to help absorb into the body really well. So, for example, with um, with the magnesium, and um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about some of the others later on as well, I guess, when we're talking about iron, it's really important to have a look at how it's formulated so that it's, uh, you know, well absorbed. It needs to be um, a, an organic salt, so like a glycinate or a, a citrate or something like that to help mm. it to absorb some of the formulations like oxides and sulfates don't don't absorb as well into the body. And in the case of uh, magnesium, uh, it can uh, come out the other end. I don't know if you remember <laughs> the old milk of magnesia that was a laxative. So yes. it was a not great formulation of magnesium that yeah, is a laxative, so it's not absorbed absorbing in so you're not getting the value um, from it if you're wanting it as a supplement. Mm. Um, yeah, definitely important to have a look at the scientific evidence behind it, looking at your, your dosing and your strengths that are in something and looking at your formulation as well to make sure it's something that's going to be well absorbed. Yeah. So it, it is true though that even when we take a supplement, no supplement has 100% bioavailability. Like we're always no. only ever absorbing part of it, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. With yeah. anything, any yeah. prescription like medication, anything yeah. like that. Yep, absolutely. And as you know, when we take something, uh, most things will pass. It's what we call first pass metabolism. It goes through the liver. Things get changed around the chemicals, the enzymes in there filter a lot of things out. So um, certainly that happens as well um, with with your vitamins. So it's really mm. important to look at your formulations, as we said. 
Um, you know, you were talking about at the beginning of the show about not being able to keep down your B6 and things like that. Mm. Um, in, in Australia, it's something we don't tend to go much for, but in Europe and a lot of other um, countries, suppositories are actually a really awesome form of medication delivery mm. because it's going straight into the blood vessels. So in Australia, you know, some of the vitamins and things like that, they'll formulate in sprays going into the mouth um, so that we're getting it straight, delivered straight into the bloodstream rather than going into the stomach and, and losing a lot of it in that first pass metabolism or, um, yeah, with the stomach acids killing it off and things like that. So mm. yeah, as you said, we're certainly not getting 100% of it, but it's important to look at, at the formulation and the delivery method as well. That's so interesting. I love this stuff. So yeah. how important is consistency with taking a supplement? You know, if we forget for a couple of days, do we take three in one day? I mean, I know for water-soluble vitamins, we wee any excess out. So that's probably not yeah. the case for that. Or what's the general yeah. recommendation? I suppose it's probably different for minerals compared to vitamins as well. Yeah, that's right. It absolutely depends. And, and that's what I was going to say. It depends on you know, the water-soluble versus the fat-soluble. For example, yeah. something like vitamin D, which is a fat-soluble vitamin, it's stored in the fat in our body. Mm. So you don't actually need to do D every day. And I'm a classic example of being in Canberra. I take a D supplement, especially in winter, yeah. when we're all kind of covered up. And if I forget my D one day, the next day I will do a, a bit of a double dose. They actually make formulations that are a once-a-week dosing, um, so instead of 1,000 international units a day, it comes in a 7,000 IU, so you do it once a week. I sometimes wonder if it's harder to remember to do something once a week rather than getting in the <laughs> habit of doing it every day. Yeah. Um, or we can actually get a lot higher doses compounded. We, we compound 50,000 international units for people to have. I mean, vitamin D is one that varies a lot with what our dosing should be, you know, your normal dosage is at 1,000 IU a day, but we get some people um, that are, you know, on a lot higher doses of that certainly to start with. So, mm, mm. Um, yeah, it depends on on if, whether it's fat-soluble, whether it's water-soluble. And as you said, there's sometimes only a certain amount that our body can store, a little bit like vitamin C. Vitamin C is water-soluble, um, but it depends on, on the needs of our body, I guess. And once we've had enough, like we'll often say, okay, take, take vitamin C to bowel tolerance. And as you get up over the, the, the tolerance limit, it starts coming out the other end. So, you know, you need to back <laughs> off a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I think it certainly depends on what it is. But if you forget one day, just start taking it the next day. If you're unsure, just stick to your normal dose rather than double dosing it. Mm. Um, sticking to your normal dose is probably yeah, a better option than suffering side effects from having yeah too much of it I guess that's it for today's episode tune in to the final part tomorrow a big thank you to the capital chemist and the daily dollop in crowd for their continued support of our show we couldn't do this without them make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and if you love what you're hearing please leave us a review 